Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. Today we get to have our quarterly update and start season three. Woohoo! Let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome and welcome back to the third season of the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I'm Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Education Equals Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Eagles Age in Ecuador as well. Education Equals Hope. We exist to help provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And the hope and goal for this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners and supporters and friends all over the world, informed as what is happening here in Ecuador and the ministry here. And we want to do that because we can't do this ministry without you. Absolutely. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hi. Hi, Hi. Hi, Cam. We're here again. We're back in the studio. Um, those of you who have visited the studio, you know what this looks like in <laughs> Roberto's office here at the English Fellowship Church. But um, it's just Jorjito and I across the table. <laughs> from each other, just excited <laughs> that we're getting this going again. We yes. did it. This started actually as a tiny little activity during just, COVID. It was you just know? a suggestion that one of our, our dear friends made during uh, COVID. Like, well, how about a podcast? They're all over. That would be a great way to keep people involved and supported or uh-huh. engaged, supporters engaged. And we said, let's try and see how it goes. <laughs> and here we are, season three. <laughs> it's so fun. It's just <laughs> wonderful to have a place to tell the story. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful to have a platform to share what it is we see God doing, to real time what the life and ministry is like here mm-hmm. and that we've gotten to have so many people on the show on the show that sounds like such a thing <laughs> but here on but our podcast show we've had so many people on the show that get to share their life and their mm-hmm. experience and um, so much of I know that I have learned that in my faith um this might sound familiar for the John 15 that we spent a lot of time studying with teams, but to being connected to the vine so that I can love, so that I can share and bear witness to what it is that's happening around us. And it just feels really wonderful to have this podcast as a place and platform to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, as my director always says, sharing the stories is part of healing. But I realized during the summer that sharing the stories is also part of growing when you're able to expand that, Mm -hmm. you know. And I have always wanted to have a way of capturing everything that will leave on a team and being able to share it with someone else. But now when we have teams, we invite people here and you guys are able to hear that and those experiences and those amazing moments that they spend here. Mm -hmm. And we're able to share all all that with you. So right. welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the third season. Thank you for being those people that we share this with. Um, we're going to bring you back up to speed. This episode drops, episode one, we drops on October 24th. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit, that was a skinny <laughs> minute since our last episode in July. Yes. Um, and a lot of life has happened. Um, and so we're going to catch you up on it. 
Uh, so the last number of episodes we had, we had interns and we had summer teams mm-hmm. and there was that tiny little touch of civil unrest. <laughs> here <laughs> yes. For those 18 days, no more. Nothing else. But happily, that is a distant memory and yep. um, really, again, amazing to see all that happened and was we were still able to do through God's grace, even though transportation was shut down, which was the big issue yeah. for us is that roads and transportation yeah. was shut down. So we had our end of summer beach retreat. Well, actually, for me, it was end of summer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And for the rest of us, it was midsummer, mid-summer. retreat. Yes. Um, and we got back. From that, um, that day, we got back from that on Tuesday, July 5th, Uh and I got a call from the Reverend Rob Brown that day that um, we have done a couple episodes about our Iranian refugee friend Uh um, Uh and then they, that were here and then they went from here to the Texas border. And that day she and her children were granted uh, asylum in the United States. I remember just collapsing, like thinking of all the miracles that lined up to make that possible. That was on Mm. July 5th. And I know that because the next day was July 6th, and that's when I was (laughs) flying to the United States. Right. Um, And I actually got to meet up with her and her two children. Great. And crazy, crazy stories. Maybe we'll make another whole podcast out of that, but really, really wonderful. And a huge, huge shout out to St. Matthew's Episcopal Church in Spartanburg, South Carolina, that has received her and her children and another asylum seeker and have become their home in Spartanburg and have done I mean, yeoman service above and beyond. I actually had no idea what I was asking them to get involved with when I (laughs) said, hey, they just need this. Um, And they didn't know either. And we've discovered together that it's a really huge deal, but it was also the right thing to do. It was the right thing one step at a time. So that was a huge part of my summer in the Mm -hmm. U.S. was getting to visit with her and her children. Great. Um, And then what did you guys do back here? Well, here we had um, kind of two more teams. One was a team for Eagles Age from St. John's, Florida, I think it is, uh-huh. right? St. Yes, John's we had in that, Tallahassee, Florida. We had that team, and they were working with Buen Pastor and Carmen Bajo, mm. amazing two communities, and it was really good for the students and for our interns, really good experience. And then we had one of our inter- interns, Nacer, he's from Puyo. Mm-hmm. So he was able to um, host a team for them that it w- that was not an equals age team, but it was a youth world team. Mm-hmm. And we brought they took them there to the jungle to Puyo because it is in the jungle region mm-hmm. of of the country. And they were there, and it was a great great opportunity. Um, great friendships and great relationships may continued, and it was really cool to see that. Mm-hmm. And after that, then they all came back. Oh, and while they were de- there, right, uh-huh. I was still here with some of the interns, most of the ones that were not able to actually serve with a team mm-hmm. during Block 2 because of the civil unrest. Uh-huh. Um, and we were able to serve here in a couple of projects here in Quito. And then we went to the Church in Phil- of Philadelphia in Ambato, mm-hmm. like two thirty hours away from Quito to the south. Two and a half hours away. Two and a half hours away. We went there and we surfed with them. We did a BBS, mm-hmm. which was great. And we also did a BBS with the Maus here in the south of Quito. So it was just really, really cool. Lots Everybody 
was doing like kind of their own thing. Some of them were, some of us were together and some of us were separated. But then after that, we went and we finished the summer with a final retreat in Mindo, mm -hmm. which oh. was great. Really good time to just sit down and be in nature and connect again with everything we've left and able to process out loud mm -hmm. to evaluate our experiences. And I just have to say that that summer was really, really cool. All the interns were really touched and moved in their faiths, their lives, and, and everything they were. Their, this experience was really good for all of them. So it was really nice that we were able to just sit down and talk and, and say bye and close yeah, it. And um, close it out. Yes, it was really, really cool. We were sad to miss that part, but I'm so glad that that happened so mm -hmm. well. And I think the best indicator of the summer for me is that you just said when we were <laughs> prepping for this episode, you're like, end of summer, I was not depressed. I and was I not was depressed. not burned out. Yes. And he's actually not being sarcastic. No, no, no. Well, the, the process for me is that when we have teams coming down, you have all of those members and all of the members of the local church living their own lives. And you as a team leader and as a connection have to put them together really fast mm -hmm. in order to accomplish a mission. Yeah. So for everybody involved, it is a huge experience. And I have found that for me, it is a lot. So sometimes to finish all that suddenly causes lots of different things. You have your own processing. But the great news was that there was enough margin and yep. enough um, healthy ministry this summer that you weren't crawling yes, under a I, rock at the end of it. I definitely have to shout out to our team because we are, before it was just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> and we were doing teams and we we're doing everything together. But now we have a wonderful, wonderful team. Caroline and John Allen are part of our team, as you guys know. Mm -hmm. um, and we've had other people too. We've had the Freedoms. We had the Nancy and Freedom, Freedom. Rodriguez uh -huh. also helping us and supporting us. So having their help through an all summer help us to not feel that all the burden was on our shoulders, right? right? At least to me, that was that was great. So thank yeah, you all like for great that success. support. Yes. Great success. Um, and then you guys also ran um, all of the annual team meetings yep. with, well, annual meetings with all of the ministry sites. So we yes. have 17 sites here in Ecuador. And um, I think three of them are still pendientes mm -hmm. for yes. all sorts of reasons. But to meet with them for 14 different meetings with Different ministry sites, Carmen Bajo, Buen Pastor, Emmaus, Cristo Liberador, Rio Bamba, Guadalajara, Dios es Amor, all, all these sites that we know and love, uh -huh. Casa G, Casa A, um, and to hear their stories and to know that what we're doing really is changing and transforming lives. It was really amazing to be able, it's always good to connect with them and see how they're doing. But it is an incredible opportunity to sit down and talk about what has happened in the last year. Mm -hmm. As you guys know, our dear listeners, when we talk to our ministry sites, what we want to do is to empower them, push them to grow into the the, um, the dreams and, and, and ideas that they have. You know, so we are just pushing them to grow. We're helping them and supporting them, walking with them while they mm -hmm. while they do that. Mm -hmm. So in this time, when we do this, we kind of like evaluate the entire year. But it's amazing to see how those ideas, those plans that we talked about are able to become reality. And all of them, I have to say that the common factor with all of them this year was that all of them want to grow. Mm either mm -hmm. in budget or in activities, but there's they just feel the need of keep Number on growing. Of students, you, said you know, earlier. students mm -hmm. um, 
some of our programs work also as an outreach for the churches.、Mm-hmm. So they have realized of how good it has been. And this year, they were all saying, like, we want to grow. What else can we do?、Mm-hmm. We have these ideas of opening tutoring for those,、uh, those、um, churches, those ministry sites that will all, also, all only do、uh, <laughs> scholarships.、Mm-hmm. They also want to do tutoring now.、Mm-hmm. And some others that were just doing tutoring, they also want to do one on one scholarships.、Mm-hmm. They also want to do、um, some、uh, food projects,、mm-hmm. like giving breakfast to some of the kids, you know, yeah, like. That's a big it, need out, out in the, some of the rural areas. Absolutely. So we, we're starting to see how those ideas are, are now even increasing, not just growing the ones that、mm-hmm. we started, but there's more ideas coming to the table and there's more plans that we want to do.、Um, one of the conversations, uh, uh, Jorjito, that we've had recently with、uh, <clears throat> the Reverend Dissimo, the right Reverend Juan Carlos Quinones,、mm-hmm. um, which is just super fun <laughs> again to get to call him that. Um, we were on a call together,、mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if you remember him saying this, but he was like, Hey, y'all, I just want you to know that I went and did a pastoral visit at one of the Episcopal churches. We work with four of the Episcopal churches here in this diocese currently. And at one of those churches, he's like, I just want you to know the entire church is based, the、mm-hmm. fruit of what is happening at the church is based on equals age. I'm like, What do you mean? He's like, let me explain this to you. And as Juan Carlos has the ability to do, like, very, four very simple steps. <laughs> steps. He's like, one, the micro scholarship program comes alongside these students and helps them get an education,、mm-hmm. but it also helps them belong. They know where they belong, they know who cares for them, they know what their world is. And that leads to, step, leads to step two, which is it empowers them、mm-hmm. in their churches.、Um, and they are the students in, well, not only just the students, they are the people in leadership in these churches. So many of our churches,、um, the young people and the children outnumber <laughs> the adults, maybe two to one. <laughs> I mean, these are young, growing churches, and that these leaders are then taking it upon themselves to do mission. And he has,、um, uh, he has encouraged them, but they've also, like this tiny church of Emmaus, they have two church plants that are coming out of this tiny little mission of Emmaus and two other neighborhoods to begin to walk alongside them. So,、mm-hmm. one, the education, two, the leadership and belonging, three, the owning where they are, and four, then they're, they're doing mission and, and recreating. What has been created for them、yes. and what has been so valuable for them.、Mm-hmm. And again, just an incredible、uh, testimony. You and I know this, but I'll say this again out、yeah. loud. Like, this isn't about us. Like, this、Absolutely. isn't like, oh, look how smart Harjito and Cameron are. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. We are desperately playing catch up to what God, the doors that God is opening and what we're able to see happen, his, his fruit in that. It's just a,、yeah. a huge privilege to get to be a part of that. So that was、um, a. The annual meetings. Yes.、Um, the Vivancos were again in the US, mostly in North Carolina and South Carolina, and got to connect in several different places. And then we headed back in time to start the school year and a、yes. brand new school year here for <laughs> all of our E equals H students. We had 586 students last year. We're anticipating that it will be around that same number this year.、Mm-hmm. And、um, there's just a lot of work to be done to get the school year started. Yes, most of our ministry sites
um, their biggest worry is how can we actually help our students to start the school year in a good way, not just push them to school, right. but, you know, see what do they need. Um, some of them, because of COVID, I have to say that some of those students were trying to learn over Zoom. Mm -hmm. And because of the reasons that we have already talked in the, this podcast, that was not the reality. Yeah. Um, some of them were not learning. So our ministry sites were really worried of how are we going to send them back to school How can we do this in a healthy way? Like what, who needs tutoring? Who needs to level up in this? Mm -hmm. You know, math and all those things. I have to say that many people from the church, from the churches that we work with, some of them were not involved. Some people from the church were, was not involved in the scholarship programs, but because the years is starting, everyone has, you know, say, mm -hmm. hey, I want to help with this. I, I remember the case of like Philadelphia, for example, where, Some people, it was announced in church in the Sunday service that they were starting the program again because kids were going back to school. And many people said, like, you know, I know some chemistry. I know some physics. Like, I can do this tutoring mm. to level up the kids before they get in. Oh, so it's just incredible. amazing to see how that is how that is actually growing, right? And it's just an excuse for people to get to put their gifts and talents in it, to work in, exactly. in process in their church. That, you know, you, you're good at chemistry and here's a way that you can bless somebody else because you're mm -hmm. good at chemistry. Absolutely. And just as teams come down and they give us the, the excuse to be closer to our churches, to do activities with them. And the same way, the scholarship program in every ministry site is a little excuse for everyone to jump in and say, I mm -hmm. want to serve and help. Because we all need our own personal ministry. Absolutely. Um, so then that was most of the month of September. And then the month of October has been cray cray. Yep. When it's just going to get crazier. We Well, grand total, we'll have three teams. We yeah. have the Diocese of Washington um, yes. come down. They were with us um, for a week and a day. Um, <laughs> and actually, our episodes two and three are going to be reflecting with them on what they have seen and learned during this yes. time. We have a vision team coming in. Um, that will be on the ground when this airs and then another one that comes in the day after this airs. Mm -hmm. So we will, um, we're moving steadily forward uh, and then November brings Christmas card matching season. <laughs> so what, what all this means to us and our team is that we have been meeting so many different times to try to see how can we plan these dates, these teams. Um, and it's just an incredible, incredible moment in the ministry to see how everybody is working And everything that we have actually suggested is actually working, right? All yeah. the teams coming down, all the Christmas letters, all the future programs. Um, yes, I'm, I'm really so excited, excited for what's coming ahead, right? Absolutely. So here we are, season three <laughs> launched. Consider yourself uh, having been updated for this. It's not like it's not the business quarters, but here's your information for August, end of July, August, September, and the first part of October. That'll be our quarterly update. Um, and we will see you again next week. If you would like to be a part of the Equals H team and you're not already, if you would please consider sponsoring a, mm -hmm. a child in school, being a part of this micro scholarship program, we'd love for you to go to educationwashope.org, find the donate now button. You can designate it if you want it to be here in Ecuador if you want to support a child in another country. This summer, we did expand into Uganda. We mm -hmm. actually like retook up a relationship that we had in Uganda. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Um, so Uganda, Rwanda, Kenya, Costa Rica, Haiti, Ecuador, and in Lancaster, Lancaster, I get in trouble because I say it wrong. <laughs> I say it like a Yankee, they say. <laughs> Lancaster, 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 South Carolina. Um, so in seven different um, areas of the world, seven different countries, getting to walk alongside young people so that they can A, have an education and B, that they know that they're valuable and someone cares about them as walking, walking mm-hmm. alongside with them. Amazing. If you'd like to be a part of that, please go to the website and hit donate now. Thanks for joining the mission and see you next week. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.